Open your Bibles with me to the ninth Psalm, where David promises his praise to God for executing judgment against his enemies and delivering him, and where in the last six verses of the Psalm, we have the character of God described for us that the Apostle Paul will elaborate on with some details in the first chapter of Romans. Psalm 9, I will praise God for executing judgment against my enemies and delivering me, and this is the kind of God we worship. This is what Psalm 9 is declaring to us. Stand with me, please, and let's read the precious Word of God in unison, the ninth Psalm. Together, I will praise Thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all Thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in Thee. I will sing praise to Thy name, O Thou Most High. When mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at Thy presence. For Thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou sattest in the throne, judging right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, destructions are come to a perpetual end. And thou hast destroyed cities. Their memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared His throne for judgment. And He shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. And they that know Thy name will put their trust in Thee. For Thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek Thee. Sing praises to the Lord, which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people His doings. When He maketh inquisition for blood, He remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up from the gates of death, that I may show forth all thy praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they are made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Higion, Selah. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. 
Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. In the first two verses, as is common in many of the Psalms, our brother David declared that he would praise God's glorious name. And he told a few of the characteristics of that praise. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. This was the consuming passion of David's life, was to praise and worship the God of heaven. He further declares in that first verse, I will show forth all thy marvelous works. He wouldn't leave out any of them. He wanted to be complete and thorough in presenting the full character and all the works of the Lord of heaven. And those works are great and glorious. And the one we're going to consider today is marvelous indeed. But it's one that is not preached, even in conservative circles, because it's just too much to bear for the average hearer today. Verse 2. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. That is a choice. To use the future tense, that you are going to do something, means that it is a choice. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. It is a choice to be glad and to be full of joy this morning about knowing the God of heaven. And the second clause of that second verse, I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Most high means there is none as high. It's a superlative form. It means there's none to be compared to him. And we sing praise to him. We're glad and rejoicing in him. And we declare and show forth. We want to get them right out there where we can see each, where we can see the marvelous works of God. Show and tell in the true sense of the words. We show and tell all that we can learn from the word of God about the God of heaven. I then want to point out to you in verse 8. He shall judge the world in righteousness. When our God executes judgment against the wicked, or when He executes chastening judgment against us, it's always in perfect and pure righteousness. And we never want to forget that. In righteousness, He executes judgment. And he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. God is good, holy, just, righteous, and upright in the judgment that he pours out on men. He is always fair and equitable in his dealings with the children of men. They have sinned against him. They have horribly sinned. And therefore they make his judgment terrible and grievous, but he is righteous in pouring it forth upon them because of the greatness of their transgressions against all that he has shown them by creation, by providence, by conscience, and by revelation. He is righteous. Never forget that and believe that as we come into Romans chapter 1 in a few minutes. Then let's turn to verse 15. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. 
In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. God loves to take the wicked in their own devices. Probably one of your favorite examples, or mine, from the Bible, is what happened in the land of the Persian Empire. When we had there a man taken in his own net, don't we? And he was hung on his own gallows. In the book of Esther. And Mordecai was delivered. But Haman dangled in the air on his own very tall gallows. And what a glorious judgment upon that man before he got to die. Death was a relief to Haman after what the Lord put him through of public humiliation and shame. Please remember what I read to you from Psalm 83 and what I'm now illustrating from the life of Haman, one of the top few men in the Persian Empire, that God put him to shame. God humiliated him publicly, and men have humiliated him ever since because of what's recorded about him in the book of Esther. How about Daniel and his persecutors in the realm of Darius the Mede? They enticed Darius the Mede to pass a law for 30 days that prohibited Daniel from praying to his God. Daniel didn't care about their Persian law or their, Mede, their, Mede, their Medo-Persian law. He prayed to his God anyway. The threat was a den of lions. Daniel was cast into the den of lions, but the Lord sent his angel that closed their ravening and hungry mouths so they didn't touch Daniel and so that he was alive and doing well in the morning when Darius came to the opening of that lion's den and called out to him. But when Daniel's persecutors were thrown in with their wives and children, every bone in their bodies was broken before they could reach the bottom of the den. This is what the word of the Lord declares. This is... The children's story of Daniel and the lion's den. Praise the God of heaven. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. In the net which they hid is their own foot taken. Now here's what I want you to remember from Psalm 9 and why we take five verses today to learn about the God of heaven and to worship him. He is our father and he is our God. But toward the wicked and toward his enemies, he is one dreadful and terrible being. And those are Bible words describing him. Verse 16 of Psalm 9. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. Do you want to know the Lord? You know, people say, I want to know the Lord. Well, if you want to know the Lord, then you need to open the pages of your Bible and read about the judgments that he executes because that is one aspect of properly knowing the Lord. And if we don't know this part of the Lord's being and character, then we shall not appreciate His mercy and His long-suffering and the salvation that we have through His Son. The Lord is known by the judgment which He executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of His own hands. We are going to see that in Romans chapter 1. Verses 24 through 28. 
The wicked have dishonored and humiliated the God of heaven. He is their creator with eternal power and a Godhead. And they made images of men and birds and four-footed beasts and bugs. And they worshipped images, dead, cold, wood, and stone images of men, birds, beasts, and bugs. They dishonored him. They did not give him glory. Verse 21. They held his truth in unrighteousness. Verse 18. They are without excuse. Verse 20. They profess themselves to be wise. Verse 22. They changed his glory, his incorruptible glory, into the corruptible glory of man, birds, beasts, and bugs. Verse 23. Wherefore, God snared them in the work of their own hands. They dishonored him. He has dishonored them. They have tried to shame him. He has shamed them perpetually. He has given them over to sodomy. And all you need to do is imagine what two men do together for you to understand what the God of heaven has designed for them as an appropriate reward for their wickedness. These verses are going to tell us it is a recompense that is meat. It is appropriate, suitable, and fitting for the wickedness of men in rejecting the knowledge of the incorruptible, glorious Jehovah God. The Lord is known by the judgment which He executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of His own hands. They want to make an image of man and worship Zeus, Jupiter, and others. God would reduce them to men burning in their lusts one toward another and dishonoring their bodies between themselves. This is the word of the Lord. He is my Father and my God. I adore Him and love Him. And I know that I have done sufficient evil in my life for Him to give me over to the same reprobate mind. But He has chosen before the world began to place me in His perfectly righteous Son, Jesus Christ. And there I stand forever, secure and safe from His pure and perfect righteousness and judgment. Higion. Solemnly meditate on these words is what it means. Higion. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. You want to have a moment of silence? Here's a moment of silence. Higion. Solemnly meditate on this. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared, caught and trapped, and bound in the work of his own hands. Higion, Selah. Not only is there a musical pause 
to make you stop in this psalm, there is a Higion telling you to solemnly meditate upon the God that we serve. And I am the least of all his creatures to be his ambassador, but I will not hold my mouth back from declaring his glorious power and the judgment that he executes. He is marvelous in his doing with the children of men. They want to profess themselves wise. He'll rewire them until they're bowing down to each other and backing up to each other. And he humiliates them with perpetual shame. And most of it takes place in the most educated of our race. Just like it did in ancient Greece. Amen and amen. Amen. Verse 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. They forget Him because they choose to forget Him. And brethren, if it weren't for the grace of God, we would have chosen to forget Him. And let's tell the truth to each other and to the Lord. We have made that choice at times in our lives to forget Him and to choose our own ways against Him. Verse 19, Arise, O Lord. Here is the man of God praying to help us learn how to pray. Arise, O Lord. This God that is known by His judgment, that takes the wicked in the work of His own hands, that turns the wicked into hell and all the nations that forget God, this God receives this kind of a prayer. Arise, get up, stand up, Lord. Let not man prevail. Let not these sodomites prevail throughout the earth. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. Selah. You think me too crude, too crass? Too harsh? Learn the God of the Bible. I promise you something. Based on the testimony of this word and my inability to communicate in our language, that one second after you meet the God of the Bible, you will wish and you will know that I did not present him in his fullness because I cannot. But when you see him, you will drop at his feet as dead as our brother John did before the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he had nestled on his bosom for three and a half years. This is the God of glory. And we shall meet him, and he will cast the wicked into hell, into everlasting torment, prepared for the devil and his angels. But the Lord Jesus Christ will stand up and deliver us with an everlasting salvation, and we shall shout, and we shall sing, and we shall dance through eternity, that that glorious God poured out that wrath, poured out that justice, poured out that terrible judgment on His only begotten Son that we might receive the adoption of sons. Amen. Amen. All glory to God.